0: Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we share stories of faith and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and maybe in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity. Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. welcome everyone to the very first episode of our brand new series on into the deep sacred stories i'm your host jamie andrews and i am the youth coordinator and also the shrine of saint john paul ii coordinator here at gosford parish and i'm so excited i'm very excited for the next few weeks where we get to hear from some incredible people in our parish get to hear their hearts and hear the The way that they experience their faith. And you know, it it's really inspired me and I hope it does the same for you. But I thought, you know, it wouldn't be fair for me to ask people to come on come on this podcast and be vulnerable and share their hearts if I wasn't willing to also do the same. And so I thought for our first episode I would share with you some of my story and the way that I have experienced God in my life and you know give you a little taste of what the next few episodes are going to look like a little bit differently because there's no one here to interview me so you're just going to be stuck with my voice but I thought what better way to start than to you know share a little bit of my heart with you guys um before I I have the privilege of hearing the hearts of others in our parish as well so yeah I'm gonna unpack a little bit of my story if you are a member of our youth ministry, you've probably heard this about a million times already, but for those of you that haven't, I'm very excited to get to share a little bit of my testimony with you. So let's just dive right in. Alrighty, so I thought I should probably just start at the beginning, but I grew up in a family that was kind of Catholic in the sense that we would go to mass, you know, on Christmas and on Easter sometimes, and I went to Catholic school my whole life, but I never really, when I think back, had a faith in the sense of, I didn't really think about God, it's not that I I didn't necessarily believe in him, but I just didn't really see how he fit into my life or why jesus this guy that lived 2000 years ago had really any impact on my life now you know why why did it matter to me now and you know i think when i look back i went through school and i I knew a lot of stuff about jesus but i didn't really know him and i didn't really know even that he was someone that not only i could have a relationship with but that desire to have a relationship with me and to spend time with me and for me to know him and so it wasn't really until I got into high school and one of my incredible religion teachers you know it wasn't honestly until I got to year 10 that was the first time that I had an RE teacher who was willing to get up in front of the class and say you know that he went to church on the weekend and he believed in God and it wasn't in a forceful way it wasn't imposing his faith on us but Rather, he was just open and honest and he had this like authentic love for Jesus that was so inspiring to me and kind of sparked my attention, I think, for the first time of like, oh, so there's people that really believe in this stuff, you know, not just I, I had the privilege of my uh, confirmation saint was this beautiful lady. She wasn't technically a part of my family, but she really was. Um, and she was probably the only really Catholic person I knew as a kid and you know she went to mass every weekend and during the week and she um you know organized like the nativity plays and she was really involved in the life of her parish and she she was really the only person that i knew growing up that was really catholic and that prayed and spoke about god like someone that she knew but of course she was a lot older and so i think i kind of associated the faith with just older people and then having this teacher speak about his faith i was like oh crazy you know there's someone that um you know has a family and takes his kids to church and i just i just remember clocking that as thinking like that's really different to what i thought the faith was about and he would you know let us ask questions and he would be able to answer them on why catholics believe certain things and why this part of the mass happens like this and what's the deal with this and it was a really beautiful year in that class and so I started getting involved in youth ministry but I stayed right away from all of the faith stuff you know because I just was like I don't want to get involved in that because I don't want my friends to make fun of me and I don't know like the Catholic stuff is what other people's families do but it's not what my family does so like I don't really need that but um, another thing that was kind of happening to me at the same time at school was that You know, there was a lot of things happening in my world. You know, a lot of things were changing. I was getting into seniors of high school. I was such a perfectionist. Like I was obsessed with the the way that people perceived me and I was obsessed with how well I did at school and, you know, there were things going on in my family that also kind of added, I think, to this pressure of like, I need to be perfect all the time. And that's still something that I can kind of struggle with is this like need to be perfect and do everything perfect and something that God's still you know working on in my heart. But you know, I I started getting involved in youth ministry and the thing that I loved about youth ministry and the thing I one of the things I still love and why I'm so passionate about youth ministry is that it gave me the freedom to be myself for the first time really at school. You know, it felt like youth ministry could be this place in my school where I could just like take a breath and be with people who. I didn't feel like I needed to impress or say the right thing or do the right thing. I could just be myself. And um, the other people that I did youth ministry with, they just had this like joy and freedom. And I just remember looking at that at certain events and thinking like, they just have something that I don't have. Like, I want that. I want to be a part of that. But yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have my own faith or even have that much of an interest that I was aware of in really changing that. And so it wasn't until I actually was in the end of year 11 or the start of year 12 I can't quite remember but I got invited to go to a uh, retreat kind of leadership style conference in Canberra for a week and I almost said no I did say no and then um, and I was invited by the same teacher Mr Tobin shout out Um, but I said no and then I said okay and I kept changing my mind but I eventually ended up going And while I was there, I had an incredible experience and quite a few times where I really felt the presence of God just like, wow me, you know, sometimes he kind of has to like smack you in the face to get you to pay attention and realize what's happening in front of you in the most gentle, loving way possible. And that's what happened to me a few times over this week at this conference, but in particular one really powerful moment was I actually hadn't gone to reconciliation since I'd made my first reconciliation when I was in school and I think that's probably a similar story for a lot of people nowadays you know they they make it the sacraments and then don't necessarily become involved in the life of the church after that and that was true for me and so I hadn't been to reconciliation since I was in year four or year five and I decided that you know what I'm gonna give this a try like if everyone here like loves God and is going on about the importance of you know like going to reconciliation and the power of it then I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do it but I had no idea what to say and I sat down in front of the priest and I just like burst into tears and I think all this stuff that I've been bottling up in this like desire to be perfect just all came flooding out of me and I think the priest and I were both like what what is happening? But I didn't end up actually even, you know, receiving the sacrament of reconciliation that night. But I just had this really open, honest conversation with this priest, um, and shared my heart and I was crying and, um, he said some beautiful things. And then I got up to leave and he, he stopped me and he started speaking to me and he just said exactly what I needed to hear in the moment. And I hadn't even really been able to articulate to him exactly how I felt all the things that I'd been going through and yet he was able to speak so directly to my heart and I remember looking at him in that moment and thinking this is Jesus speaking to me right now like the thought just popped into my head and I kind of shook it off and was like what don't be silly but I went and sat back down and I were having adoration so I was sitting in front of the blessed sacrament and I I just remember thinking like Jesus, like, if you're real, then show me, like, show me that you're real. Of course, I had just had this beautiful encounter, but I just shook that off. as like, oh, he just, you know, the priest just knew what to say, whatever. Um, And so I, I kind of left that, that challenge to God of like, if you're real, if you love me, then I need you to show me, like, I need something. And of course, he'd been showing me all along, but I think I was still... A little bit too stubborn a little bit too cynical to really allow myself to be loved by him and so it wasn't until the next night where we had the opportunity to go to prayer teams and I remembered my prayer from the night before and so I decided to go and if you haven't been to prayer teams before basically you uh, go to this was in a parish in Canberra so um other people from the parish had come in and they were going to pray for us and so you can go up to them and ask them for prayer in whatever area you like and it's a really beautiful experience and you know very generous of them to to give that gift to us as well and so I went up to the couple that I'd been assigned to and it was a husband and wife and they were so lovely and the husband was actually so deaf like he couldn't hear a word I was saying he couldn't hear my name his wife is trying to like translate to him what I'm saying and kind of ended up giving up and then they prayed for me and they were so beautiful and so lovely and I just remember feeling this feeling of like just peace but not this crazy feeling of love burning in my chest that I I was kind of expecting and what I'd heard from other people and once again I got up to leave at the end thinking like yeah that's like that was nice that was a nice experience and the husband actually stopped me and he said to me pretty much exactly what the priest had said to me the night before and you know he didn't even know my name he didn't hear what I asked for prayer because he he couldn't really hear anymore and it was a pretty loud room as well and yet he spoke so into my heart in a way that only God can you know and I went to a conference recently and one of the speakers spoke about this idea that There is this unique language of my heart. There's a unique language of each of our hearts that only us and God speaks, that only God speaks to us. And I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, that's such a beautiful way of understanding my initial encounters with God during this time when I was in my later years of high school, because, you know, this unique way that God spoke to my heart, it affected me in a way that nothing else ever had before. And i remember going and sitting back down and like bursting into tears and just crying but being so full and so happy and so at peace in that moment and one of my friends came over to me who was there as well and was like oh my goodness like are you okay and we were just like crying and laughing and hugging and it was such a beautiful experience and you know that that experience like profoundly changed my my life because I went back home and yes my my family weren't really practicing like we didn't really speak about the faith or God at home and my friends definitely didn't and they had strong opinions some of them and I didn't always know the right way to say or to go about it and yet even through all of that like I couldn't let go of this thing of like but I know God is real like I know I know Jesus loves me I know I've felt it like he's shown it to me and so i i started trying to learn as much as i could and i was reading all these books and watching all these like youtube videos shout out father mike and you know like trying to learn things and i would go to mass by myself and my parish i would be the youngest person there by a lot and so i i just started to also kind of feel like well what's the point like i don't have that experience that i was having in school and in canberra where i felt so connected and like you know with all these other young people who love god and were exploring their faith as well you know i don't have that now because i've graduated i'm trying to work this out myself um and then i heard about an opportunity at some pats for um a youth coordinator that father greg was looking for and i'd never met father greg i'd never been to some pats before and i went for the job and i was so nervous i was 100 percent sure that i bombed my interview And Father Greg will definitely confirm that I was so nervous and so shy and so scared. Um, But he offered me the job, you know, he saw something in that scared little 18 year old. And yeah, I still remember him calling me to offer me the job and me saying, are you sure? Like, are you sure that you want me to do this job? And so that's how I, I came to St. Pat's as the new youth coordinator even though i had no idea what i was doing i knew i loved jesus i knew i loved youth ministry and i you know had a lot of experience in a school way i'd never been involved in a parish context before and this was also during lockdown so i was doing it online on zoom and had a lot of times where i was like is this really what i want to do this is so hard and i was also kind of questioning my own faith at this time which was interesting but i think looking back like it was so in god's timing because I think that he knew that I needed community. I needed someone and people to be with and to journey with. And, you know, like I've met so many beautiful people, not just in youth ministry at Gosford Parish, but just like all of you, all of the community, you know, like I have felt so loved and so accepted and so supported. And it's been such a beautiful experience because I've learned so much and I've, you know, like God has, wowed me and astounded me in so many beautiful ways and i know that um you know he knew that i i needed some pats like and you know it's so beautiful like so many people will be like oh i'm you know we're so grateful that you're here and you're able to run the youth ministry and all the things that i've been able to do with some pats and i always think like i've spent a lot of time and energy and everything at some pats but some pats has given so much more back to me than i've given You know, the kids at youth group have given so much more back to me than I have to them. And, you know, I think that God also knew that I I needed that accountability of, oh, well, I'm not going to go up the front and tell you you need to pray if I'm not praying. And I don't want to tell you you need to go to mass and you need to receive the sacraments. And, you know, you need to learn more about your faith if I'm not even doing those things. So I think it's really helped me so much in my spiritual growth as well and I've loved it I love everyone here and I'm I'm so blessed to be a part of this community and yeah that's that's kind of how I, I ended up here and how I ended up with the faith that I do now and of course there's been a lot of challenges and a lot of things that have gone wrong and so many things that I I never would have imagined you know I was studying law straight out of school having no idea what I wanted to do started working at some hats and realized that I loved young people and I loved teaching and so I'm now in my third year of studying to be a teacher as of yesterday which is super exciting and you know I feel like I've kind of found that part of my vocation thanks thanks to thanks to being here at St Pat's as well and so yeah that that's kind of the way that St Pat's has impacted me is the community and the love and the the way that I feel like I've been embraced by everyone you know by the senior ministry by the youth ministry by like everyone in between it's just it's been beautiful and I'm so grateful to Father Greg for everything that he's done to, to make it possible and all that he does for us at St. Pat's you know it's, it's pretty incredible to be able to witness the power of the Holy Spirit just working through him and working through all of us together here at St. Pat's and I think if I was going to think about another particular moment of you know the way that I've experienced my faith is actually something that happened a little bit recently but um a few times I've received these really like clear images from God of certain moments um on my life and I think kind of realizing places where Jesus has been present in my life that I, I didn't really realize because sometimes I feel like I forget that God cared about me long before I ever cared about him you know he's had his hand in my whole life and I think we can often sometimes do that especially in the hard times and um this year for me particularly has been really challenging you know I um was got pretty sick at the start of the year had some health stuff going on and I ended up having to have surgery in the hospital and you know praise praise God that it all worked out and I'm feeling a lot better now but I definitely went through a time where after that where I was really struggling with the way that I felt towards God because I spoke about this a couple weeks ago in our episode about healing and it's kind of that struggle of like okay well on one hand, if you don't believe in God and a miracle doesn't happen, it's like, well, obviously, because I don't believe in God. But I think when you, you do believe and you know that God is real and you know that he has the power to heal you and yet he doesn't in the way that you ask, I felt kind of resentful towards him in that way. And I felt kind of frustrated of like, come on, I'm doing all these things for you. And I'm the things that I I want to be able to do, I want to do for you and for your kingdom. And I want to you know, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to experience these things. And yet I know you could remove this suffering from me if you wanted to, and yet you're choosing not to, and I don't understand why. And, um, I think people as well that experience pain in different ways, um, whether that's like physically or mentally or whatever that looks like, it can be a really isolating experience. Like I felt that as well of, watching people live around me while for two months I was kind of sucked in this hole of being in pain and then having surgery and then recovering from surgery and I felt really alone in that and I didn't feel I was waiting for this like moment of God to like show himself to me and to prove to me that he was there the whole time and I, I didn't get that and so I went through the next few months kind of just going through the motions honestly and you know going through stages where i i felt really connected to the lord and i was able to like accept the suffering and other times where i, I didn't feel like that and i just felt annoyed and frustrated and sad and lonely and um only a, a couple months ago we took uh like 20 young people to the ignite conference in sydney and it was such a beautiful experience and i was really expecting you know like okay i'm there for them to receive and i've got to like Make sure if someone's crying, I need to emotionally support them and all these things. And um one of the nights we had adoration, and I was like, okay, I need to be on my on my A game. Got my tissues ready. I'm ready to, you know, support anyone who needs it. And suddenly, I'm the one that's just like burst into tears, and it was because I, I had this image in my mind of, and I would completely forgotten this had even happened, but it was right before if anyone's had surgery before you like kind of wait in this room and then they will you into like the main room where it's going to happen so you're like right where it's going to happen but you're you're waiting and i had to wait for a little bit longer because they were just waiting for some of the doctors to get there and so i was waiting in this room and i remember like i was praying the hail mary like over and over again and just thinking like god come on like i need i need some kind of i need something like i feel so scared and so alone and I've completely forgotten all about that moment, but I saw myself in, in my little hospital bed in that moment and I, I saw Jesus standing there next to me holding my hand and I just like burst into tears. And in, in this image that I had in my mind while we're in adoration, I saw them, you know, like wheel me into the next room and um, the doors kind of swing open and Jesus like follow in and go in with me, and not leave me alone for a second, and I just had this moment of like, wow, <laughs> like, I've been waiting for you to show up for me this whole year, and you've been here the whole time, and I've how many times do I need to learn this lesson, but it was this beautiful moment of just this, like, peace and surrender that I was finally able to give over that situation. And ever since then, I feel like God's done a lot of healing in that, that area of my heart. And yeah, I just I wanted to share that experience as one moment that's really like defined my faith this year, um, because I think a lot of us need to hear that as well, that, you know, it's not just that, like, we're struggling out on our own in a way, like waiting for a sign, like so often God's been there the whole time in the subtle ways and when I think back I can see his hand in all those things but so often in the moment we can't and I I really think it's important as well that we have an honest and authentic relationship with God and you know if we're struggling or we're feeling angry or don't understand or whatever like we can bring that to God like he doesn't want to hide those things he wants to take them and he wants to heal them he wants to answer you know God can handle all the questions and all the frustrations that I throw at him. You know, he's God. He can he can handle it and he wants to take it. He wants to take it. He doesn't want us to pretend that we're perfect and it's fine and we're so happy accepting our suffering if we're not. He wants to teach us how to accept our suffering authentically. You know, that is what holiness is. That's what makes us a saint. The saints weren't people who just accepted the things that had happened to them by pretending that they didn't care or by pretending that they were fine, but by actually offering their hearts to God and letting him heal them in the ways that he chooses, even though that might not be in the way that we choose. And so, yeah, that's, that's really what I wanted to share as part of my story. Kind of those two moments of me first encountering the faith and that, that moment that I feel like is really defined it and the way that St. Pat's has defined my life as well. And so, yeah, that's a little bit of a taste of what our episodes are going to look like. We're going to just be hearing people's hearts, hearing their stories, hearing the way that God has moved in their lives. And the cool thing is that every single story is different. And yet there are always those things that are the same in all of them, because God has a unique relationship with us. You know that what I said before, like there is a unique language of your heart that only God knows how to speak. And so that's unique to you, unique to who you are, and it's going to be different for every single other person in the world. Every person, you know, one of my my favorite things about God is the fact that the way that he loves me and the relationship that we have between us is unlike any relationship he's ever had with anyone in the history of the world and is unlike any relationship we'll have with anyone, you know, in all of the future. And that's so incredible you know to be loved like that to be loved so individually and so uniquely despite the fact of you know how many people are there in existence in the world and yeah I just I'm so excited for you to hear these these stories and the way that the way that God is doing his thing you know because he's moving in this parish and it's incredible to to have these people to share and I hope that there is something for you each week and yeah, I hope I hope there's something for you each week and I'm sure there will be. So yeah, God bless everyone. I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me and for the people that we have coming up over the next few weeks and be back in your ears next week. God bless.